fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 Say it with me, fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's the haps, fashion insider besties? How's it going? It's me, the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion and the only Holly you need to know. For those of you who don't know me yet, I am so sorry we have not crossed paths until now, but thank God you're here and thank God you found me. Seriously, I am Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist coming at you this week with some of the best fashion sustainability advice and information that I have with my interview with my very, very important person that I captured this week. And look, I am really excited to give you guys a lot of information. I mean, I got to boss somebody around and I think you're a really good choice. But anyway, this is a safe space, okay? And you're going to be really glad about what we're talking about this week. We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. But this time we have an expert, an expert, expert, expert. I just want to welcome you to the show. If you have not listened to us before, if you're new to the posse, damn it, welcome. Okay, welcome. Go back and listen to episode 100. Yes, that's episode 100. And that is with the one, the only Miss Melissa Rivers, which was incredible. We shoot the shit about fashion and her mom and her new book, which is so incredible. If you love that, make sure you go to episode 105 and listen to where I interviewed Nicole Miller. Yes, you heard me right. The Nicole Miller fashion designer extraordinaire who has been on the fashion and retail scene designing clothes and created a lifestyle brand for 40 years. 40 years, y'all. What? 40 years. Anyway, if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. You will not be sorry. If you would like to subscribe, please do so. Please make me happy, Jewish guilt, and subscribe to this podcast. Let me know what you think. Go to fashioncrimespodcast.com, drop your name into the pop-up box, and you're going to get all of this fashion content free, free, who doesn't love free, free fashion content delivered straight to your inbox every single week. Best news you've heard all day. Yes, queen. Okay. Now, without further ado, the one, the only Canadian expert, sustainability expert, and all around Miss USA, we should say Miss Sustainability USA, Selena Ho. Damn it. Welcome to the Fashion Crimes Podcast, Selena. How are you? Oh my God, I am good. I hope I can match your energy. That was insane. (laughs) I loved it. You are such a doll, and I am so so happy to know you. I'm so happy that you're part of the Insider Bestie crew, that you found the Fashion Crimes podcast, and you were like, damn it, I need to be on that show. And I said, damn it, you're right. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. So I want to stop talking. I want you to tell us the who, what, when, where, why of you go. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited and so honored to be here. Nice to meet everyone. Like Holly mentioned, I am a sustainable fashion consultant. I am from Canada, but we work with clients worldwide. And I am just all about fashion sustainability. We're going to talk more about it. But when I found out about the harmful truths of the fashion industry, I really wanted to do something about it. There's a lot of shitty things going on behind the scenes. We can get into it. But it just really sparked something inside of me. And I built this business from the ground up. I'm really damn proud of that and really excited to just share all my tips and learnings with everyone. I mean, okay. I just would like to say, let's just throw this out there. Again, I'm proud of my age, but let's just say I'm twice your age. Let's let's just say that. Okay. Let's just let's just go ahead and throw that out there. But you are, I, you know, people who can add, duh, you're in your 20s, fine, but you're in your 20s. And you're sitting around and you said, what were you doing when you said, I need to do something? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I was at work. I was working a nine to five job and I was into my cubicle. It was tiny. I decorated it. I was proud of it, but I just felt so empty inside. And I just always knew I was meant for something more. And one day to work, I was wearing a polyester shirt and I had no idea it was polyester. I just thought it was cute. It was a blouse. I was like, cool. And then halfway through the workday, I started getting itchy. I started getting a rash and I was like, what the hell is going on? And I went to the bathroom and I full on had a skin rash and I have, I have quite sensitive skin, but that had never happened to me before. And so I went home and I researched more about what was in my shirt and I realized it was polyester. And so for people that don't know, polyester is made out of a synthetic material. It's basically oil. And Mm. so we don't go to the gas station. We don't like pick up the nozzle and drench ourselves in oil. So why are we wearing these clothes and why aren't people talking about it? And that's really when I was like, this is the thing I'm meant to do and I need to, you know, get the hell out of here and I need to dedicate my life to this. So that's really what happened. It was really just that pain point and that realization that there's so much more going on with our clothes. Were you in fashion? Were you in finance? Like what what was your regular job? Yeah. So I have a business background. I was doing marketing and I ended up just really organically falling into this. I've always love fashion. I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate. Just like I love the creativity. I love styling things. But we just always see the glitzy, glamorous side of fashion, like the fashion weeks, the hauls, like all that stuff. But no one really talks about all the crappy materials going into our clothes, the people that are making our clothes and the unethical treatment of them, the waste we're sending to our landfills. There's just so much going on. And so I just self-educated myself. I worked pro bono for free with a lot of local brands got them results and yeah it just really again just built the business from the ground up that's incredible you're so smart you're driven you're like i gotta change this so tell us some of your about your pro bono work where were you working Yeah. So I'm based in Vancouver, Canada. And so I just looked up a bunch of local brands. I hit them up. I was like, hey, I think you're doing amazing things. It sucks that not more people know about you. Let me help you change that. And yeah, we started getting them more sales, more recognition. And then I was like, I should charge for this. I should actually, (laughs) you know, like I should make some money off of this. And it just, it was just so organic and I absolutely love it. So yeah. That's great. Now, were you a fashion person before or have you always been interested in that in that or no? Yeah, I've always loved fashion. I mean, it's it's just always been part of me. And I'm someone that's very creative, probably very similarly to you mm-hmm. and a lot of your listeners. And I just find it's fun to just dress and present yourself in a certain way based on how you're feeling, what you're doing. It's it's just fun to play around with. But it just sucks that there's such a dirty behind the scenes with our clothes. Oh, 
Yeah. So you started consulting for these brands and then you just got more and more brands. Is that what happened? Yeah, exactly. It just really organically snowballed. And then we started working with brands across Canada and then the US. And now we're worldwide. We have a lot of European clients and Australian clients. And it's just been so amazing. And now we have a team as well of consultants too. So uh, we have sustainability experts, sourcing experts to kind of round out my expertise as well. But it's just been such a wild ride. And to think it all started when I was in that cubicle is just crazy. But it is also hopefully an inspiring message to your listeners. Like if there's something going on in your life and you don't like it, you have the power to change it. You definitely do. And so don't ever feel like you have to be stuck in a situation where you have to you just have to settle because this is our one life. And if you're not happy with it, then make changes. I 100% agree with you. I'm against the grain kind of person, but not a lot of people are like that. So it's important. You're like, hey, this is important to you. I want to do something about it. I'm going to do something to really make a difference. Now it's spread. Tell us how many designers and brands do you have at your company? Yeah. So over the years now, we've worked with over 300, which is really awesome. We've supported them worldwide. And it's just been so great to see the impact that we've had and just how much we're growing and we're continuing to grow. The interesting thing, too, is I started this about almost five years ago now. But when we first started, there was a little bit of like, why are you doing this? What is sustainability? And now we're just getting such an influx of people that get it and they're interested in working with us. And it could be a combination of the industry changing, but also maybe we're just better at our marketing now. I don't know, probably <laughs> both. But yeah, it's it's just really cool to see the evolution. That's awesome. So the name of Selena's company is called Recloseted. Is it just Recloseted, not Recloseted Radio is your podcast? Yeah, you got it. So Recloseted's the company and Recloseted Radio is our podcast. So I've been listening to Selena's podcast, which is incredible, by the way. And we're going to talk about that later. But I want to have you explain somebody my age. You've got kids. You don't have time. You're running around. Nobody can drive. You're feeding everyone. You're clothing everyone. You're bathing everyone, helping with homework. You have husband, travel, aging parents. How can someone begin to start to care? What are some first things that somebody is like, yeah, right, give me one more thing to worry about, but tell us why this is important and tell us what is a very simple way for anyone to start living more sustainably within their wardrobe? Let's just start there. Yeah, this is a huge topic and I'm really excited to dive in. So there's a couple of things I want to say right off the bat. The first one is just around your life. Like I completely empathize with your listenership and your community because there is a lot on the go. You have so many things, you're pulled in a million different directions. But I always say that when I become a mom in the future, I want to put myself first because when I put myself first, then I can show up for my family, show up for my community and show up for my friends. And I know that, you know, like sometimes it's the other way around. Like I feel like my mom raised me and she kind of put us first. And while I am so grateful for that, at the same time, I feel like I just wish she would have prioritized herself, her career and I just kind of feel a bit guilty and bad about that. And so for any moms listening out there, if you put yourself first and don't feel guilty about it, your kids will really see that and they'll be inspired by it. And so take the time to make sure that you're happy so that you can show up for your loved ones in a way that makes you feel good. 
Yeah. <laughs> because if you are stretched thin and you're burnt out, you're likely snapping at your kids. You're likely snapping at your partner and you're not showing up in the way that you want to be. So just take even if it's like two hours a week, you know, like get a babysitter, maybe just throw your kids to the partner, like take that me time and really, really, really put yourself first. I think as females in general, I'm generalizing here, we tend to always put ourselves last. And I really think we need to start putting ourselves first so that we can show up for our people. And so that's my mini rant. That was a good one. Thank you very much. I've been working on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and hey, like, listen, it's it's not easy. It's still something I'm working on and I don't even have kids yet, right? So it's going to be okay if you can't do it every single week. But just in the back of your mind, remember to put yourself first. You're not always, don't always put yourself last because you put everyone else first and you deserve to be first on your own list sometimes. This is what I tell my clients all the time. You're so worried. You're so worried. I get a lot of tears. You're so worried about being a good mom. You know what you can do to be a good mom? You can give to you. Whatever that means for you. It doesn't forget the shopping. It doesn't have to be shopping. It doesn't have to be clothes. Yeah. Doesn't have to be exercise. Doesn't have to be any of that. Whatever that means for you. When you give to you, you fill your cup, you charge your battery, then you have more to give to everyone around you. Because when you're a fucking doormat and you don't mean to be, some, when you're a doormat, it's generational, right? And then I'm like, do you want your daughter to be sitting here crying with me. Yeah, exactly. Because she feels so, so stretched thin. She has no time. She da, 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 da. No, I would hate that. The chain stops now. Yeah. And as women, we're so conditioned to do everything and be everything. So I totally agree with you. And thank you for saying that. Yeah, of course. And if you feel guilty or you feel some type of way about being quote unquote selfish, don't be because to your point, you need to fill your own cup first. And I really want folks to change and feel like they don't need anyone's permission. They can just go and do it. And yeah. Just be, just put yourself first. And so anyways, that's that. And then the second thing around sustainability, and we talked about this a little bit too, is just figuring out what part of it really resonates with you and what part you really care about. Because it's really overwhelming. There's so much shit going on in the world right now. There's so much news. And as someone that might have kids, you might be worried about the state of the planet that your children might go through. And so, you know, even if it's doing it for them and kind of thinking about what they have to go through in the future, just Thinking about what part really resonates with you. Is it, you know, all the shit that goes in our clothes? Is it the unethical treatment of garment workers? Is it the millions of tons of text always going to landfill? Like, what is it? And if folks want to watch a really good documentary, there's one called The True Cost. And I don't know if you've talked. I'm scared <laughs> to watch it. I don't. I, God, it's I, know. Just, I know I have to. But sometimes you just got to you got to do it. Like I, I remember I was I was honestly quite honestly depressed for like a month after I watched I it. I believe but, it. I believe it. Yeah. But, you know, just watch it. Educate yourself. Figure out what part really resonates with you. And now that's your why. And so really put yourself first. Figure out what part of sustainability really resonates with you. And then when we talk about execution, there's no perfect way to do this. I'm just going to say that off the bat. I think a lot of people listening might be perfectionists like me and you might be like, okay, I'm going to start this journey and I want to be perfectly sustainable now. <laughs> but that's really overwhelming. That's a lot of pressure and it's yeah. not doable. Yeah. So let's just imperfectly be perfect and just do little steps at a time. And I don't know if you mentioned this ever, but I think that if you approach your wardrobe and fashion from a strategy perspective and you just take like two to three hours to really think about what you need in your life and just sit down and think, 
think about it, the rest comes so much easier because I know you're pulled in a million directions, but if you can just take that time to sit down and think through like, hey, what do I need for work? What do I need to drop the kids off at soccer? Like, what do I need on the weekends? And then you really sit down and you think about it and you map it out. Then when you go shopping, you know exactly what you're looking for. And it's just so much easier versus if you're scattered brained and you're pulled in a million directions, you're just going to show up at, I don't know, like an Old Navy or an H&M and you're just going to buy some random stuff that you don't really need and it's not intentional. You'll bring it home and you may not love it, right? So just like sit down and think about it. But yeah, I know that was a lot. I, I don't know if there's anything you want to dig in deeper. Or... Well, I mean, I'd call that a style plan, right? Yeah. You don't go to the grocery store and say, I'll just take one of everything. Okay. (laughs) That's not how you plan meals, right? If you're planning meals and you're figuring out what you need, you do that for your food. Why do you not do that for you? Like, I, I, I like to talk about makeup. You don't buy 12 eyeliners or whatever in 17 different colors. You need three or four colors. Like you don't go into Sephora or whatever store and say, I'll take one of everything. You plan what you need. You're out of foundation. You buy one foundation. You're out of blush or you want to try something new. It's the same thing with your clothes. I don't know why it's so overwhelming because people do it in every other facet of their lives to take that extra time and say, I w- I'm just throwing this out there. I wear jeans and t-shirt every day. Great. Let's get you the best jeans and the yeah. best t-shirts for the best amount of money that you can afford. And now we're adding an extra layer saying, hopefully it can be a sustainable brand that yeah. supports local business. And the biggest example I can think of that is Etsy, right? Because it's all handmade people. Every time I have to buy a gift, I mean, I'm a huge supporter of small business because I'm a small business. You're a small business, especially women entrepreneurs. I totally dig it. These big box stores and companies, it's convenient, but they don't need your money. They just don't. They don't. And it's so mean to say that. It's people making soap in their kitchen and making candles because they're saving animals or I'm just whatever that means, you know, that's what I like to buy from. So there's no reason why People can't take that extra step. So when we talk about sustainable, let's break that down and let's talk about what sustainability really can mean. Give us a textbook definition and and how you do it in your own wardrobe. Before we get there, though, I just want to quickly touch on the other point you just made around Mm -hmm. Etsy and supporting local businesses. Think about it as voting with your dollars, right? Like each of us have our wallets. And so who do you actually want to give your money to and support? Like, do you want to be supporting Jeff Bezos and Amazon or do you want to be supporting some local entrepreneur, right? Like it's really around that. And quick tip, if you're on Etsy and you find a business, see if you can Google their business and purchase directly off their website because Etsy takes like 15 to 20%. And so if they have their own website and it's the same price, just buy it off of their website so they get more of those margins. Hot tip. So sustainability. Yeah. I mean, it's such a loaded word. It's such a buzzword. It's being thrown around left, right and center nowadays. But to me, it just means balance. So how do I balance my lifestyle? How do I balance that while still taking care of the planet and leaving enough for future generations? Because we still need to live our lives, but we need to do it in a mindful way. So to me, it's just about balance. And I think that that will hopefully resonate with your your audience as well, because they're trying to balance their lives and be you know sustainable, not burn out and all this stuff. And so 
With me personally, I either thrift clothes and I love thrifting because it's that thrill of finding something that no one else has and I like got a steal on it, you know, so there's like that <laughs> I side. Love that too. Yeah, I love that yeah. Too. and then the other side is I'm really lucky. I work with some great clients, so I just support them and I just buy from them and happy to shout a few of them out later as well. But that's how I live a more intentional lifestyle. And maybe for your listeners, they could do clothing swaps with their friends, like just grab a bottle of wine, show up with some pieces you don't need anymore and just like swap clothes. Uh, or if you have some time, like you can also go thrifting with some girlfriends and just make a fun, fun excursion of it. But I think at the end of the day, it does really just go back to the style plan too. Like just be very intentional about what you're buying. If that's the first step you can take, I think that's already great. Because if you're not aimlessly buying things, if you're not retail therapying yourself better, that's that's already a step in the right direction. It's so important to take one thing just take one thing and say, I want to buy one pair of shoes from a sustainable brand. Think about it, pick one out, and then it's going to want you to do more and more and more and more. And so it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. I'm, we're not telling you change your entire wardrobe and you know you have to know where it's coming. But I'll tell you, kind of like with smoking the country has really turned against smoking. And so you can't smoke anywhere, you know, like Cedric, the entertainer, he's a comedian. He's like, you got to leave earth to smoke a cigarette. You got to leave earth. <laughs> Go to Mars. The industry really changed because people weren't really digging it anymore. Right. So now clothing companies and correct me if I'm wrong, they are really getting a lot more traction because they care. And yeah. because it will say it's from X factory with these kinds of certifications in this country. And this is the work. Way. Like I'm telling you, it is descriptive what these people are saying about. It's not like you said, just one person doing one greenwashing and all of a sudden, ooh, they're sustainable. It's just not true. I'm not saying don't believe people. I'm just saying be weary. Just be weary of people that say, oh, we're eco-conscious now. Okay, well, how how are you eco-conscious? Just tell me what that means. Yeah, dig deeper. And so for folks that don't know what greenwashing means, just maybe a quick explanation. It just means a fashion brand just saying that they're sustainable and conscious and they're trying to jump on the bandwagon and profit off it, essentially. So it's just a marketing scheme. Really similar in the food industry with the word organic or gluten-free, vegan, like all that stuff. And so to your point, I think it's wild how in the food industry, it's so regulated because we're putting things in our body. But if you think about it, clothes are going on our body for hours and hours on end, and it's not really that regulated. So right now there is some legislation changing, which will hopefully be really exciting because I think government needs to come into this and really start to have companies. Wait, your government or our government? There's a big difference. I know. Worldwide government. So I okay. will say... Europe, I'm kind of back and forth between London right now and Vancouver, but Europe's definitely like really hardcore. And I think once Europe kind of figures it out, hopefully the US government will do it. And then the Canadian government, because I feel like we're so wishy-washy and we don't need to change them. <laughs> the US does something. <laughs> Listen, it, it's, you know, sometimes it's embarrassing to see what the government does. So, you know, we got to just ride the roller coaster with the good and the bad, the good and the bad. You know, you can't be responsible for what people in power do. You know, you've tried yeah. to do 
the the best thing yeah. you can. Please show or, up and vote. Yeah, <laughs> please vote. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. And when you help the XYZ clothing brand, do you go to the factories and check them out and do a checklist? Tell us, like, if I have the Holly Kate's clothing brand, yeah. tell me the first step. If anybody out there who's interested in starting a brand, what do you do? You say, what is your product? How do you produce it? Give us a 411 on that. Yeah, I love this question. So we are a one-stop shop consulting agency. We're the first one. And so there's so much we cover. But if you're starting a new brand, we have our launcher brand program and we give you all like the business and the fashion knowledge you need. And we set you up from a sustainability perspective. So we kind of talked about this before, but on the podcast, I'm all about putting your customers first and really being strategic and intentional with what you're putting out there because we don't need another sweater. We don't need another pair of pants, but we need like a sweater that maybe is versatile and you can wear it when your size changes or you can change it from day to night. Like it needs to be something different. Like we just don't need another sweater. So it's really about putting your product first. And yes, of course, we intro all of our clients to trusted mills where you get materials and also manufacturers as well. We've vetted them all and we've made sure that everything's kosher as well because there's just a lot of shady stuff going on in the industry. I know. Talking about. Yeah. I'm so happy to talk to someone like you because I know there's other people doing what you do. I'm sure you're not the only person, but it's important that you can really tell how much you care. It's refreshing to me to say, I want to help you build a clothing line. And Selena's podcast is fantastic. It's called Recloseted Radio. And I've been listening to it. And I've only listened to like three episodes, but I'm like, I can't wait to, to the next one because I'm learning a lot about us as a customer what to look for and the signs and the tips that maybe, you know, like you said, it might really not be sustainable, really not, you know, might not be eco-conscious, but I just think it's so important to understand what you're buying. So, okay. So you show somebody the mills and then you talk about putting the customer first, which is, Hey, you want to design sunglasses? What are the pain points? I'm going to let you explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always talk about pain points and people can kind of roll their eyes because they're like, oh, it's just clothing. What's the big deal? But we wear clothes every single day. And I'm sure your audience is always like, oh, I wish like this type of blazer existed or I wish mm -hmm. these type of sunglasses existed. And so it's really about filling that market. It's just like anything else in business. If there's a problem and there's a pain point, go in there make that solution. And that's how you're going to be successful. Because at the end of the day, you can make the most sustainable thing ever with the best materials at the best factory. But if people aren't wearing it, and they're not using it, I just like to say it's sustainable junk, right? Because it's just going straight to the landfill. No one's using it. Even if it's made with the best intentions, with the best materials possible, it needs to be used in order for it to truly be sustainable and conscious. And so, yeah, just, it's just all about solving a pain point and just being intentional with your business and why you're doing things. What were some besides you getting a rash? What were some of your what were some of your clothing pain points? I can tell you mine, but tell me some yeah. of your at your age, what are some pain points that you're finding? You're into fashion, you like clothes, you yeah. shop, you don't have any kids, all your money goes to you. So give me some pain <laughs> points that you have. Yeah. I mean, it's really typical to people in general. It's just like, oh, I open my closet, I'm like, I have nothing to wear. I don't mm -hmm. know what to do, you know? And it was just I had work clothes and then I had pajamas. I didn't really have anything in between. So then after work, if we would go to happy hour, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel so awkward in my blazer. Like, mm -hmm. what am I doing here? Or on the weekend, if we're going to the movies, I'm like showing up in a work dress. I'm like, right. this is not working, you know? And so it was just, I just needed versatility. And so for me, 
I was looking for brands like that. So one of my clients, she does really cute upcycled men's blazers. And I think I mentioned this to you previously, Holly, but it's like you can turn it into two piece sets. So it's like a blazer and a skirt, or you can put it together and it's like a longer blazer, or you can just wear the skirt or you can just wear the blazer as a cropped blazer. Loving this. Things like that, you know, it's it's just thinking outside the box and understanding your target customer needs that versatility and likes to slice and dice their outfits and just solving that pain point, you know? So, okay. So I have the Holly Kate's clothing brand. We found the factories. I've worked with my, you know, my focus group. I know what I want to design now. They've given me input. Then you help the person execute. You help them sell. You help them create. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. But I really think that to do it successfully, you do need help, especially if this is your first time doing it because it's so overwhelming starting a business in general. But think about starting a fashion brand with products. And if you don't have a design background, you don't have those connections. You just really want to make sure you're not taken advantage of too. There's a lot of kind of like predatory pricing and mm-hmm. just sketchy things going on. So just make sure you take care of yourself too. Do you, Why don't you have a line? Because you're helping everybody else. That's why you don't have a line. You're like, that would be nice. <laughs> no, I honestly, I would love to have a line, but I feel like the line I would want to do, it would be very similar to what some of my clients are doing. And I just don't want to like be in that space. And instead, I'm just like, why don't I just help everyone? No, I, think I hear the you. world is just better that way. And I'm just you know, I'm just going to share my tips that way. And that's how I can make my impact. No, I hear you. I hear you. Sometimes it's good to be behind the stage. People are like, why don't you open a store? Why don't you, you know, why don't you start your own line? I just, that is not where my heart is. My heart is sending the message that I don't care how busy you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your budget is. Style and fashion is a tool that you can use today right now, this second to instantly make you feel better without losing weight, without exercising, when you dress with intention and figure out what you like, you're asked, you don't know what you like. Okay. That's what I'm here for. I help you figure out what you like. I'm like the style coach, Reno. And, yeah. and so we get you on that right path when maybe you didn't know, or maybe you weren't shown. I grew up around fashion style clothes my entire life. Most people did not grow up that way. It's not a mystery why I'm into fashion. My mother is still on the retail floor to this day. Like my father had a clothing store, my grandfather, my uncle. So I understand why people don't know what I tell people. And I'm sure you tell this, obviously you tell this to people. It's okay that you don't know. It's okay that you're a woman in today's society and you don't know how to put an outfit together. That's okay. I'm going to show you how to do it. And the first step is awareness, you know, because when you miss the mark, then you look crazy. Then you're like, what's she wearing? Or I don't understand. Or people try too hard or they don't try. Or that's what happens when you get to midlife. You know, you've been doing the same thing, same thing, same thing. It's hard to change. It's really hard to adopt a new habit or to all of a sudden say, I'm going to dress really great from now on. I mean, it's it's really hard to do that. You got to do it in baby steps. So, yeah, that's what we both like to support. You know, we like to hold people up. Yeah. And the other thing to say, too, is that we all started from zero, right? Like even right. the best surgeon in the world or the most like renowned celebrity stylist, like you, we all started from the same place. So just start and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like I t- talked about before, too, just be imperfectly perfect and have fun with it. Like fashion's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful, you know? Thank you. Getting dressed should make give you power. It should not yeah. strip you of your power. Like a superhero costume. Totally. And I always say, not every day is going to be a home run. Okay. 
It's not. Duh. Clearly, it's not going to be. There's some days I don't get dressed at all. If I work out, I'm busy and I'm whatever. Yeah. I ain't get dressed. Then I put my pajamas on. Fine. But when you do go out, you put that little bit of effort in, people will start to notice. And people are going to say, oh my God, you lose weight. Did you cut your hair? Oh my God, this looks amazing. Where'd you get those Something's shoes? Something's different. Well, but I totally. And I have created monsters. Monsters. Because they want more. They want more and they want more of that feeling. It's about the clothes, but it's not. It's never about the clothes. But back to you. Let's talk about cleaning and care of your wardrobe. I have a dress from the Selena Ho clothing line, and it's my favorite dress. And I've washed it to death. When do we know when to let something go? Because I think that's hard when, okay, I've done my part. I've shopped sustainable. I bought a few things from some small brands. Great. I love it. It's not lasting or I've worn it so much. When do we know to let something go? And what are some best kept care and maintenance tips for your wardrobe? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, just try to organize your wardrobe in a way where you can see everything and you know where everything is. I think that is so key because one of the big problems I had was just stuff was everywhere and I just Mm -hmm. couldn't find stuff to wear. So the first thing is actually knowing what's in your wardrobe and organizing it in a way where it's accessible and it you just know where it is. And for a lot of sweaters too that are super expensive, like think your cashmere, like wool, beautiful pieces. If it doesn't work on a hanger because it's going to like get stretched out, you know, Mm -hmm. like fold it in a way, know where it is. And so just off the bat, have a self-care day, invite some girlfriends over, organize your closets. I think that's just such an ideal Sunday for me, but I'm an organizational freak. That sounds fun. (laughs) I never thought about that. Yeah. To make a group party out of it. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have your girlfriends over too and try stuff on and be like, does this still look good on me? Be honest, you know? And I think that's the other thing with just clothes in general too. Are you still loving it? Do you Mm -hmm. still wear it? Does it still fit? And if it doesn't, have that clothing swap with your friends and invite family members over and just see what you can get from each other's wardrobes too for free and just have fun with it. And I think the whole thing with this too is just not to put pressure on yourself, but make your life as easy as possible. So if we put in the work to organize your wardrobe and have a system for it, then moving forward, hopefully that adds a lot of time back to your plate too. I see. Shoot us some brands and all these brands are going to be in the show notes. Can you give us about five brands that we are going to look into and maybe I might order some product from to do a little review? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to shout out our clients, of course. So the Blazer brand I just talked about, it's a Montreal. Oh, all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montreal-based brand. It's called Firebird. I I can send you her URL later, but she's amazing. Um, The top I'm wearing right now for video viewers, it's by a client. Their name is Adira. They do amazing silk sets. And so it's beautiful. Uh, We also have an amazing client that does swimwear. And so if you are into biodegradable swimsuits that won't biodegrade when you're in the water, don't worry. Um, She's based out of Australia and the brand is called Style L Swim. And she's also a mom. She has, I believe, two children. So go support her. She's doing amazing things. Uh, And then the last thing, too, is just search up local brands in your area. I think that's so important. They're doing amazing things. They need your money. They need your funding. They need your support. So please support them. And for folks that really want to guide, we talked about this, too. I have a handbook. I self-published it. And in that handbook, I have a whole list of brands, too. So if folks want to check that out, um, they can totally do that as well. But just try to support local whenever you can. I love that. Okay. 
I'm very interested in this swimsuit lady. Okay. I'm very interested in her. The true test will be see if she, I'm very particular about my bathing suits because I'm little in the middle, but I have much back. So if it has enough coverage, I will be a customer, a very loyal customer for sure. Yeah. I'm excited she to has see what so she... many styles. Don't okay. I'm yeah. loving that. Loving the blazer person. Your top is adorable. Loving that. You can dress it up, dress it down. Yeah. And I'm sure you have a ton, a ton of people. Do you have any jewelry brands? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Again, just like local brands whenever possible. I think a lot of local artisans now are using recycled gold Mm. or even lab-grown diamonds. And so whenever possible, look for brands that are using recycled pieces and also lab-grown diamonds. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But in general... If you're buying diamonds and it's not your engagement ring and you're not really going to like, you know, have a lot of sentimental value, right. maybe look at lab grown options. Yeah. One of the fashion insider friend of the podcast is Amanda Pearl, and she is a big designer in New York and her, all of her stuff is lab grown. So, yeah, they are a friend of the podcast and um, they have beautiful, beautiful jewelry. I am really excited to hit up your list because yeah. people are always asking me what brand, what brand, what brand? It's about the brand, but it's not. Once you develop your style and you say, okay, I want X, then you figure out what brand you want. But this is sort of a different turn where we're saying, okay, you're already feeling good about yourself. You've got X, Y, and Z. You clean out your closet, or maybe you've done some swapping or some thrifting. How can I be a more eco-conscious shopper? Let's look at these brands and see what kind of products they have. And then leave a review. Like you said, leave a review. Let them know. Give them feedback because they need to know why you're not going to come back or why you are going to come back. What your podcast, again, Recloseted Radio, is all about building community. Ask people. Go into the Facebook group. Figure out what your questions are. Email me. I mean, you seem very accessible that's hard when you have so many clients to be accessible to everybody, but I totally get with your energy that you are accessible and that you are one-on-one. And if somebody did want to start a brand, I think that you're a fantastic mentor, whether it's baby clothes or kid clothes, or, you know, I know the restrictions are different in different countries, but like in America to make children's clothes, they have to be flame retardant and all this and all that. But, you know, what are the chemicals? Are they eco now? We don't know, but you have all that handled. Like, I don't have to walk through Bangladesh and try to find what factories (laughs) are good or not good. Or like you say, don't like rake you over the coals with the pricing because you want to do a small batch. That's what's scary about. It's hard enough to think, is somebody going to buy what I'm making? But it's, am I getting the best price so I can give my customer the best price? That's, That's really hard, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. I mean, I pride myself on being accessible. I really am on a mission to transform the harmful fashion industry. It's not just something I say. So if folks want to reach out, I'm happy to chat. I love meeting people. So you can DM us at Recloseted. I I actually voice note people back. It's personally me doing it. Oh, nice. um, my team flags it and we do it. And so, yeah, just like those personal touches I love doing. I said this interview was going to be 30 minutes. It's 40 <laughs> minutes. This has been incredible and you are so sweet and kind and loving and giving. And I'm so happy that we met. Tell people how to find you. Yeah. I mean, Recloseted Radio, like you mentioned. Love it. And our website is recloseted.com. So we have our handbook on there. If folks want to check it out, they can use code podcast for 10% off. It's basically $18. So it's the price of a t-shirt. So if you're not going to buy a t-shirt, buy this (laughs) instead and learn all about how to be a conscious fashion consumer. 
And yeah, I'm also doing a free class in the end of September. I don't know when this goes live, but if folks are interested in launching their own brand, they can sign up at recloseted.com slash masterclass. You are the gift that keeps on giving. Like you're like, take this for free. Sign up for my free thing. Do that. Hey, take some of this. You want to buy? I mean, that's so great. We love. Well, I'm trying to make it accessible, right? Like we if we that. really want to transform things, we need the masses and we need people involved. We love people like you. Friend of the podcast, Selena Ho, Recloseted and her podcast. Check it out. Recloseted Radio on Spotify, on Apple. And what did you say? Pandora? Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. This has been incredible. I've learned so much. I have so much more to learn. We're going to be best friends. This is going to be so yes. great. I I mean, you're in Canada. You're in London. You're fabulous. You're all over the place. I am so grateful that you took this time to come to the Fashion Crimes Podcast and talk about the biggest fashion crime, which is not being eco-conscious and being unsustainable. Is that a word? Unsustainable or yeah, not sustainable? Yeah. And just buying shit from the mall. I always like to call it life beyond the mall. Let's learn about life beyond the mall, shall we? I mean, there's beyond a, the fluorescent lighting. <laughs> there's a whole world out there. Life beyond the mall. Selena, thank you so much for your time. You are incredible. Please make sure you listen to Recloseted Radio to make sure you understand what we are talking about today and all of this fantastic eco-conscious information. And if you want to start a brand, oh my God, hit up Recloseted. She'll help you every step of the way. And look, I just want everyone to know we are so grateful for you listening. Please go to Fashion Crimes Podcast and go to the pop-up box where you can drop your email in. Please subscribe. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything else. I don't have that many videos on TikTok, but I've got some good ones on Instagram and I've got some funny ones. Be friends with us. Join our posse. Tell me what you want to hear. I want to interview some of these brands that Selena is working with. So I'm going to do a little product review. So we'll do a little sustainable series. It's going to be fabulous. Check us out. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the hostess with the mostest. And as always, the only Holly you need to know. Thank you so much for listening. We will check you out next week. Y'all have a fantastic week. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast and we are out.